When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One of my family members has eight credit cards. I'm like, what the heck? Eight credit cards? But every time I look at this family member, this family member is always asking for money, always asking for help. Well, why are you asking for help? Because you're living paycheck to paycheck. You're racking up debt and you're living way beyond your means. For what? So you can look good? Yo, what's going on, fam? It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill, and welcome back to the table. It's another Monday where we're going to keep it real, relevant, and relatable. All my people, man, I'm so excited. I'm so pumped today uh, because I got something that I really want to talk about. You know, lately, I've really been talking about how I want to help you all build true wealth. That's right, true wealth. I don't want to help you build a fake uh, persona of who you are. I don't want to help you build this fake image. No, I want to help you uh, become the true, authentic self and help you build true wealth. So today, we're going to talk about the difference uh, between fake rich and real rich, aka real wealth. I remember uh, back in the days when I was young, I didn't, you know, I, I'm, I'm going back to hip hop song, but I remember back in the days, man, when your boy was a little bit younger, I was probably maybe 20, 21 years old, just got back into my parents' house, just got back out on my feet, and I pulled up at the beach. And when I pulled up at the beach, I was driving my car. At the time, I had just got out of my um, old 1987 Nissan Maxima. I couldn't even go in reverse, and I was driving an actual Ford Explorer. And uh, in the back of my Ford Explorer, um, I had a system back there. I had some real nice wheels on it, tinted out. It was a beautiful Ford Explorer. When I got to the beach, um, I was in the uh, passenger side. My boy was actually driving my car that day because we went out to the beach just to stun on some people. You know, for y'all older people who want to like, stunt, what does that mean? Just to flex, just to look like we're balling uh, when really we were broke. But when we sat at the beach, I witnessed all of my friends pull in, pull into the parking lot at the beach. One guy pulled in with a Mercedes E-Class. At that time, it was probably like a $40,000 vehicle with 22-inch chrome spinning wheels. Back in them days, spinning wheels means when you stop, your wheels kept spinning. Another guy pulled in with a Range Rover spinning wheels. Another guy pulled in with a BMW 7 Series spinning wheels. Another guy pulled in with a Honda Accord, a new body style at that time with chrome wheels spinning. You know, when I think about that time and I sit back and I look at all of us stunting, all of us flexing, that was a turning moment for me to really, really take my finances and really change how I look at my financial future. Because me and my boys are sitting back there laughing like, wow, all of us are pulling up here on the beach to stunt, to flex to impress these ladies. But when we leave, 
all of us. He's going to go home to his mom. He lives with his mom in her basement. Oh, they have like 10 roommates, literally, <laughs> sleeping in a four-bedroom house in, in California. Oh, yeah, he's living with his girlfriend, and she pays bills. He don't have a job. He delivers newspapers at night every other day. I mean, we literally went down, and none of us actually had a solid foundation. None of us actually had an actual eight-to-five job. None of us were debt-free. Uh, all of us had a nice car. Several of us have asked each other, yo, can I borrow five dollars we get something to eat, get some lunch, get some ice cream or something like that. None of us were actually financially stable, but we all looked like we had the money. And I want to ask you an honest question, and I want you to be real with yourself today, because today I'm not here to impress you. I'm here to talk about, hey, how do I identify if you are faking the funk? How do I identify if you look like you have money, but you're actually broke? Because I'm going to be real with you. A lot of you all watching me right now, are faking it. You don't have any money, but you look like you have money. And it's cool because I've been there and I want to help you get out of that. I want you to actually have money. But I have a question and I want you to be real with yourself. Don't comment below. Uh, uh, if, you, if you're with your spouse right now, if you're watching this with your girlfriend or if you're listening to this podcast at work, I don't want you to comment out loud. I want you to ask yourself this question. And inside of your mind, I want you to tell yourself the truth. Are you an individual who looks like you have some money, but you actually do not? Are you faking it? You see, the world says, hey, you know what? If you want to be a baller, fake it until you become a baller. But for me is, I want you to make it until you make it. Whatever level you on, I want you to make it and be the best at that level. Then when you elevate, then when you get to the next level, you make it on that level until you make it. Okay, so always play your cards where you are. Do not try to fake it until you make it because you will fail. If all you can do right now is drive a Honda Accord that's 10 years old, ball in that 10-year-old Honda Accord. Look good. Watch that 10-year-old. Wax that 10-year-old. I want you to take care of the season and take care of where you are. If all you can afford is some Levi jeans from Walmart, yo, you better rock them. Because sooner or later, if you're a good steward at where we are, I ain't trying to preach to y'all today, but I promise you, when God can trust you with the little, he'll give you more. And then when you get to that level, if he can trust you with that little, he'll give you more. But if he can't trust you, he ain't going to give you nothing. I know some of y'all here thinking like, well, you know, there's a lot of people who don't rock with God and they have a lot. Yeah, but what man gives you, Man can take away, but what God gives you, <laughs> sorry for y'all on podcast. I didn't mean to hit the table like that, but what God gives us, no man can take it away. Only God can take it away. So if we're good stewards, if we're living the life that we're supposed to be living, we'll be all right. My boy, Pastor Mike, said something that was so deep in one of my interviews in the past. And he says, people would rather look impressive than actually be impactful. Do you want to be impactful or do you want to be impressive? Now watch this. You can be impressive and not be impactful. But if you are impactful, you can be impressive. If we focus on being impactful to our future, if we focus on being impactful with our families, if we focus on being impactful in our communities, if we focus on being impactful within our career space, that will become impressive eventually. May not be impressive up front. But over time, what you've built, what you've established, that's going to become a wow moment to others. 
So to win with money and in life, you can't just look good. You guys, we have to be good. So here are five signs. Here are five signs you might be faking the funk. Here are five signs you might be an individual who is fake rich, okay? Here's number one. You're close. Yeah, yeah. If you're carrying around a $600 purse, nah, bump that. If you're carrying around a Louis Vuitton purse that is $1,000 and you got $12,000 in credit card debt and you only got $500 in your savings account, you faking it. Yeah, I'm going to say it. I get tired of people who always, man, I got a right, Gucci purse. I got a Louis Vuitton purse. I got red bottoms. I got a Gucci backpack. I got a Gucci Louis Vuitton duffel bag. Yeah, but what kind of money do you have in the account, bruh? What, what do you have in your account? You got a $1,000 bag. 48% of the people in America cannot even afford a $400 emergency. They can't even cover it. But you got a $1,000 bag? But you got a $1,000 pair of red-bottom shoes? But you wearing Gucci shoes, bruh? You got $1,000, $2,000 worth of rims that you finance on your car? You, 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 got, you look good. You, you look like you have money. But do you actually have money? So Ramsey Solutions, uh, about two years ago, did a research on 10,000 millionaires. And I went in, I went in and I typed it up because I want to make sure I said this correctly. The average millionaire, when, when I say this, I'm not talking about people who make a million dollars a year. No, this study uh, studied people who have a net worth of a million dollars and an average income of in between 90 to about $120,000, all right? And so this study is not studying, again, people who are like your, your Beyonce's, your Oprah Winfrey you know, your Bill Gates. No, we didn't study those people. We studied people who are average, everyday people who have built a net worth of a million dollars plus. And this study revealed to us that the average net worth millionaire spends on average $117 a month on clothes. But the average person like you and I spends $154 a month on clothes. Uh Uh-oh, we got a problem here. $154 a month, you guys. That's what the average person is spending, but then the average millionaire is only spending $117 a month. Some of you are spending way more than that every month. Let's be real. I, when we, I studied that number, when I, when I found that number, it's like $117. That's, whew, that's a good pair of jeans right there. So I know for a fact, a lot of you all watching this show and listening to this podcast right now are spending a lot more than a hundred bucks on clothes a month. You see, one thing I've learned when I'm around like my mentor, Dave Ramsey, when I'm I'm around your Mark Cubans, when I'm around some of my millionaire, billionaire friends, they know that wealth and rich and freedom is not about the appearance. It's about having a game plan for your life and your money. They know it's not about the the jeans that I wear, the shirt that I have, the Gucci logo on the front of my sweater. It's not about the name brand stuff. And I'm not saying that that none of them um, do not have anything nice. They do, but they understand I don't have to wear a thousand dollar sweater to become wealthy or to look like I'm wealthy. They understand that, hey, I got to have a solid game plan for my life, for my money. What am I building? What am I leaving? I can't leave my daughter a $1,000 sweater and think she's going to be okay. I can't leave my daughter a $1,000 purse and think she's going to be okay. I can't leave my son uh, a $1,000 backpack and he's going to be okay. No, 
I got to leave my son and my daughter with the plan building businesses, building the legacy. I don't want you to look ugly. I don't want you to look poor. I don't want you to look the way you should be looking. That's it. I'm not saying owning something, owning a nice pair of jeans or owning a nice pair of sweaters are are bad. No, here's what I'm saying. Make sure if you own it, you can afford it. Make sure whatever you purchase when it comes to clothes, you can buy that at least three times. Three times. Two minimum, three times, especially when it comes to clothes. Do not buy clothes. If you're spending $1,000 on a bag and you don't have $1,000 or $3,000 in your your bank account, you can't afford it. Bottom line. Bottom line. I'm just going to say it. Bottom line, bottom line. So here's the first sign. The first sign when it comes to you might be faking it. Your clothes. You wear your money instead of actually having money. I want you to have money, then get your clothes. Don't wear your money and then try and make some more money. No, no, no. When you guys think about your finances, a.k.a. your money, do you get stressed? Do you get anxious? Do you feel like, hey, Where do I start? How do I begin? What do I do? Well, check it. I totally get it because I remember being 18 years old, being a young man, uh, living paycheck to paycheck, homeless, sleeping in the back of my car. I totally, totally get it. But I got something I want to share with you that's going to help change your financial future. And this is called Ramsey Plus. Ramsey Plus is going to give you this step-by-step plan, the step-by-step guide on how to change your financial future. Inside of Ramsey Plus, you're going to learn how to get an emergency fund, uh, how to get out of debt, how to start building wealth, how to start investing. We're going to teach you everything you need to know on how to change your financial future. So for right now, if you text the word AO plus, AO plus to 33789, I'm going to give you a free 30-day trial. Now, check this out, you guys. Let me be real with you, all right? Can you think about what can happen if you commit to 30 days, what those 30 days can do for the next 30 years of your family's life and your life? Listen, I can't say nothing else. Text the word AO plus to 33789 so you can change your family's future. This is your boy, Anthony O'Neill, and I approve this message. Did you know that there are nearly 45 million American people that total up to have $1.6 trillion in student loan debt. Did you know that one of the main reasons uh, preventing people from building true and lasting wealth are student loans? The average person will graduate with $35,000 in student loans, but a fifth of these people will graduate with a mortgage payment, but don't even have real estate. That's right. They graduate with $100,000, dollars $300,000 in student loan debt. And when I wrote the book, Debt-Free Degree, and I was out there on book tour, and people were asking me, hey, I'm getting this book for my child, but what do you have for me? I have student loans, and I need to pay them off, but I need direction. So I wrote a book called Destroy Your Student Loan Debt, the step-by-step plan on how to pay off your student loans. I want you to get the book. It's only 55 pages long, and I literally walk you through step-by-step How do you refi your student loans? How do you pay them off quicker? How do you negotiate some payments lower? I walk you through every single thing. It's a quick read. And if you buy it, it's only 10 bucks. 10 bucks can save you 10 years. Get the book right now. Go to anthonyoneal.com, anthonyoneal.com and change the next 10 years of your life. 
It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill, and I approve this message. Number two, number two, number two. Here's a good one. Ooh, I like this one. Oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. Number two, cars. 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 You have a car payment. Now I know somebody saying, Anthony, I take advantage of the 0% down or the low interest rate of 1.2, 2.3 interest rate because I can make more money in my investments and rather than just dropping it down on this liability. No, no. No, 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 no. The average new car payment is $554 a month, okay? The average car payment is $554 a month. The average used car payment is $391 a month. You see, millionaires who I rock with, they save up and pay cash for their cars. Now, I did a little study, and I'm going to be real because it's my show. The average Car, the top five most popular cars, millionaires, your average everyday millionaire drives a Subaru, Lexus, Ford, Honda, and Toyota. That's the top five. Lexus name brand, luxury car, cool, great, beautiful cars, good cars, okay? There's nothing wrong with it. I want you to have your nice car. I actually want you to have your dream car. But here's the thing. Don't get into debt over it. Why sit here and finance a car that is going to depreciate in value just so you can look good? Look good in front of who? Who's going to help you pay that car note? Who's going to help you cover the negative equity when you need to get out of that car? Who's going to help you uh, pay for the car when it needs to be fixed? No one. You, your family, you're going out here financing cars just so you can look good? No. No, no. I want you to save up and to pay cash for your car. And I was in a car accident uh, back in February, February 14th to be exact, Valentine's Day. I was coming home um, uh, that night, uh, that that week. Uh, Unfortunately, I lost my cousin. And so I went home to visit my family, to be with my family. Um, and I decided to come back in a day early because I was supposed to come back the 15th, but I decided to come back on the 14th because I thought it was going to be snowing on the 15th. Well, I came back, make a long story short, on the 14th, uh, we were still getting some ice, unfortunately, totaled my car. And it was, it was, I'm thankful that I was alive, that I was able to walk away with no major injuries. Uh, but I want to tell you all this story because here's, here's how you can win. You see, I purchased a car cash. All right. Um, I won't say the specific amount of money, but it was a beautiful car. Uh, it, I'll tell you, it was a Porsche. Right. So I, I, I purchased a Porsche, uh, Porsche Panamera, and I purchased it cash. I negotiated my price that I wanted within my budget cash. And I got exactly what I wanted uh, with my budget. Now, when I purchased it cash, I purchased it for about five grand under retail value. Okay, so I didn't give them retail value, nor did I give them over retail value. I actually negotiated uh, it until uh, they came down to my number. So when I totaled the car, I actually had um, some equity in the car. Surprising, right? Right. And so when I uh, got the car from my insurance company, they gave me this price and they told me, no, uh, we're not going to give you this money. I said, "Okay, cool. I'm not going to accept this offer. You have to send this back and get another offer. We'll make a long story short again. They came back with the offer and gave me almost fourteen thousand dollars more than what I paid for that car. So I got that check, right? So now I got to go out there and look for another car. Well, I was like, okay, cool. I got an extra 14 grand. I can put another 10 grand on top of that car um, so I can go buy something maybe a little bit newer. Well, 
You guys, I'm paying cash. And so here's what I did. I, I set a budget. Um, I called around dealerships. I did some research. And you guys, I purchased um, a very nice another Porsche uh, within my budget. And honestly, I saved myself $10,000 because, again, I told them, hey, here's my budget. I'm not giving you this price. I want to buy it under retail value. And also, you know what? I wanted to be black on black. And they did just that. And I got the car with patience, uh, with sticking to my budget and no car payments, no financing. And when I walked inside, let me tell you one of the key things that really delivered a solid message to them. I went to my bank, got a certified check, came to the dealership with a certified check. When I went to the finance office, it was like, hey, you know, we can say this, we can say that, we can say this, you know, da, da, da. I say, you know what? This is all I have. This is, I mean, I, I can't do nothing else. This is what the check is made out for. Check it. There you go. They was like, wow, you, you pretty. You don't play around, huh? I sure don't. I bought a nice car because I've been saving close to eight years to purchase this car. I built my house first. Then I purchased my dream car. You see, clothes don't own me. Cars don't own me. I own myself. I belong to Jesus Christ, but I live within my means. I could have purchased this car on a car payment years ago, but I said, no, I want to do it right. I want to own it outright. I have the deed. I have the title. It's mine. Which comes into number three that I really want to talk about because a lot of you all um, do this and a lot of you all argue with me on this one right here, but you know, it's all good and gravy. Credit cards. A lot of you in America right now carry credit cards. Oh, man, I got the black card in my back pocket. What what the heck does that mean? That means absolutely nothing. Credit cards? I got a black card in my back. Black card, that means you're just carrying around a debt card in your back of your pocket. I love debt. I'm going to brag about having debt in my back pocket. Be quiet. All right? Americans with credit card debt carry on average, on average, a balance of $6,870. The American household with the credit card debt carry an average balance of $14,000. What? The household has about $14,500 in credit card debt. Now watch this. Only 48%, less than half of credit card users pay their bill in full every single month. And you're wondering why 78% of us are living paycheck to paycheck and struggling because less than half of us, oh, I just have a credit card for emergencies. I just have a credit card because I'm unable to get my airline miles. But you ain't paying it off. You got an 800 credit score, but you live in paycheck to paycheck. Come on, people. Come on, people. Now, in our most recent study, because, again, I'm going to be real. It's not a one-sided thing. I've learned, okay, that a 10,000 average net worth millionaire carries on average a 6% credit card balance. So, wait, wait, wait. 48% of people in America today carry a credit card balance, but only 6% of the average net worth millionaire carry a credit card balance. You know what? Here's what I want you to do, man. Here's what I want you to do. Come in close on this right here. If you listen to podcasts, just turn up the mic a little bit. If you watch me on YouTube, come here, come here, come here. Why do you need a credit card? Oh, for reward points. Why not get the free reward points? Is it really a reward to get into debt? 
half of you all right now, oh, I'm getting these points. I'm getting these free airline miles. Are you really getting it for free? You're just racking up debt. You're playing with fire. Trust me, I did it for years. I'm not coming over here just because I rock out with Dave Ramsey and saying something because of Dave Ramsey. No, this has nothing to do with Dave Ramsey. This has everything to do with me. I got the credit card for emergencies. I got credit cards for emergency. You know what turned into an emergency? To impress her, to take her out to Red Lobster, to buy some flowers, to take her on a trip down the road. That turned into a freaking emergency. That turned me into debt. And then that led me to sleeping in the back of my car because of me trying to impress people. But you know what happened? When I went to impress people, they were rocking with me. But then when I was on the bottom, when I was sleeping in the back of my car, when I had to wash myself at a, a Boys and Girls Club, at a YMCA, No one offered me a place to come take a shower. No one offered me a place to come get something to eat. No one offered me a place to come lay my head. But when I had the money, when I had the credit cards, when I was wrapped up in debt and spending it all on the ladies, all on my friends, they loved me then. But then when I really needed them, no one was there for me. Now, that's my story. That may not be your story. One of my family members has eight credit cards. I'm like, what the heck? Eight credit cards? But every time I look at this family member, this family member is always asking for money, always asking for help. Well, why are you asking for help? Because you're living paycheck to paycheck. You're racking up debt and you're living way beyond your means. For what? So you can look good? It's not worth it. It is not worth it. Debt robs you of your future. Debt destroys your dreams. Debt will prevent you from accomplishing your visions and your goals when it comes to building true wealth. Stop coming at me. Oh, credit card points. It's good to to, to get that free 1.9% interest rate or it's, it's good to establish a credit score. No, man. No. I don't need a credit score. You know why? Because I want to own everything that I have. If life happened to me today, I own everything outright except my mortgage. My car is mine. The furniture is mine. My clothes are mine. Everything that I own is mine. It's not the banks. It's not Wells Fargo. It's not these other banks. No, it is mine. It is the O'Neills. We own it. A lot of you are right now saying, Anthony, you know, I hear you, man, but how do I do it? Here's a simple plug that I really want you to do. I want you to click the link below and I want you to join Ramsey Plus. It's a free 14-day trial. And I ain't trying to oversell you on this one right here. But if you're really ready to take your financial life back and take control of it and get out of this debt and start paying off this debt, start paying off your car loans, start paying off your credit card bills, I want you to click the link below and rock out with your boy. Ramsey Plus will help you. Our number one financial course is in there. It's going to help you not just get out of debt, but even start building wealth. So check it out, please. Click the link in the show notes, and I promise you, you'll thank me. I got two more things, and then I'm going to let y'all go. Number four, groceries and eating out. Here you go. Come on, you guys. And this is something that I'm even guilty with as well. Let me just be real, okay? Um, I eat out a lot. 
And I, I'm, I'm changing that. I'm, I'm trying to cut that thing out, starting to cook more at home, starting to eat a little bit more healthier. But the average millionaire household spends about $400 a month on groceries. Meanwhile, the average person household spends about $600 a month on groceries. That's $200 more, you guys. That's, that's, that's a lot. That, that's ridiculous. Okay. You see, millionaires are thinking millionaires. They're thinking legacy. They're thinking future. The average person, we're thinking today. We're only thinking about today and maybe tomorrow. But we're not thinking about the future. We're not thinking about legacy building. We're not thinking about, okay, hey, how do I save $25 today? How do I save $100 over here today and start really building wealth? And one of the ways that we can do that, you guys, is start eating at home. The key word there was we. It's not just you. It's we. That's you and I. I eat out a lot. And I don't like that. I can tell in my gut, okay? We got to switch that up. So here's what I'm recommending. For myself, I'm only going to spend about 10 to 15% of my take-home pay on food. This includes groceries and eating out. And for us older and mature people, some liquor, okay? All right? Okay, I'm going to say that. For the older, mature people, that also includes our alcohol. But um, if you're younger, that's 10 to 15% of just groceries and just eating out, all right? Uh, I really want you to do that. Now, here's some quick ways you can cut your food in half. Uh, what I really want you to focus on. Number one, it says eat at home, okay? I just want you to eat at home, uh, and instead of for going out, maybe cook for your bae at the crib, all right? Instead of for going out to the movies, maybe I'll do a clean version of the Netflix and chill, okay? Netflix and dinner, had a movie playing while both of y'all may be in the kitchen cooking and talking about life and even being romantic with each other. That's cool, you know, but have a clean version of a at-home experience of a Netflix and chill. You know, change your grocery store to maybe a more affordable option. Instead of going to the high-end grocery store, maybe go to a bulk-end grocery store to where you can buy things in bulk, buy your meats in bulk, or get creative, and you know what? Pack lunch. That's something that I'm going to be start, start to do myself uh, next month is... I'm actually going to cook at home and then pack the leftovers for lunch the following day. And so that's something very, very creative. And here's the last one. I just mentioned it earlier is, you know, movies, entertainment. Okay. Fate rich brag on, you know, the plans that they have. I'm going over here. I'm about to take her on this trip or we about to go out and do this. You guys, listen, man. Listen, do you? Do, do you? Okay. If you can't afford to go on this trip, don't go. Stop using your student loan refund checks to enjoy your spring break. Stop using your student loan refund checks to enjoy your summer break. No, no, you guys. Stop, stop using debt to make you look good today. Avoid debt so you can be good tomorrow. Mm, let me say that again. Stop using debt so you can look good today. I want you to avoid debt so you can be good tomorrow. So your family can enjoy life. So your wife, so you and your husband can wake up when y'all get married. If you're already married, you can wake up and you guys don't have to worry about nothing. When your kids come to you and say, mom, dad, I, I, I need some shoes because I got some holes in the shoes. You can go buy your kids some nice shoes that day. You don't have to wait till the next paycheck. I want you to get to a point to where you forget it's payday. I want you to get to a point to where you forget that you have all this kind of money in your account. I want you to get to a point to where you and your wife or you and your spouse can wake up and say, babe, I want to go to Africa next month. Okay, let's go. As a matter of fact, let's take the whole family. I want you to get to the point to where you're so wealthy 
You have so much financial freedom that whatever you and your family want to do, you can do it. And you know why you can do it? It's because you were willing to be uncomfortable and you were willing to be on your level when that was your level. And whenever God elevates you to the next level, you're being a good steward at that level. You're showing God, you can trust me with a $40,000 job. Well, son, I see you. Well, daughter, I see you. I'm going to give you an $80,000 job. You're going to be good with that $80,000 job. You're going to live below your means. Your rent is going to be about 25% of your take-home pay. You're going to pay cash for a car. You're going to be tithing and giving and being generous. God's going to say, you know what? I see you being good with this eighty dollars I'm going to give you $125,000. Let me see what you can do with that. He's going to see that you're not out there buying Gucci bags all of the time. He's going to see, okay, she updated or he updated. Uh, their car. They got a real nice car. They're driving a BMW. Okay, but they paid cash for it. Oh, man, but they're giving over here. They're being generous over here. You know what, son, daughter, I'm going to give you a half a million dollars. Well, sha-ba-ba-ba-ba. Yes. You see what happens when we're a good steward at the level that we're on, I truly do believe that God would elevate us, that God would trust us with more. When more does come, there's no problem with stepping up a little bit, but you always want to remember, one, to be a good steward because everything that we have is not ours. It's still his. Okay, it's still his. We're just called to be good managers of it. So as long as we keep that in mind to be a good steward, number two, we don't step all the way up. We don't live paycheck to paycheck at, a, at, at, at no level that we're on. Go get you a nice car and pay cash for it. Go build you your dream home, you know, and do the things over there. Yes, but make sure that you're doing it so you can be impactful. And while you are impactful, one day you will be impressive. But if all we do today is live so we can be impressive, we'll never accomplish our dreams and our goals. We will always look good but we won't be good. True story. And I'll leave you with this. One of my um, friends um, passed away. Uh, This is about four or five years ago. Um, And he had a Mercedes S-Class, lived in a real nice high-rise in Atlanta. Um, His apartment, I mean, his condo was just laid out. And all of a sudden, unfortunately, he passed away. Well, we just knew he had money. We just knew that he had everything taken care of. But when he passed, he didn't have life insurance. He had $42 in his bank account. He was three months delayed on his mortgage. And his car note was four months delayed. I say all that to say, you can look good, but are you good? I would rather be good and not look good than to be good and not be good. But the end goal is I want to be good and look good. And that's what we're going to be doing right here at the table. So every Monday, make sure you are tuning in because I'm going to show us, I'm going to show all of us how do we build wealth, how do we get out of debt, how do we accomplish the things that we want to accomplish. Yo, it's your boy Anthony O'Neill. I'm going to see you next Monday. We're going to keep it real, relevant, and relatable every single day we're on this show. Peace out. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, 
you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.